the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium, providing you a virtual gathering space during the midwinter winds. Please warm your hearts at our fire. We have 18 wise women who walk their talk presenting this year. What makes this gathering extra special is a group of dedicated fire tenders we have who are holding space throughout this entire 12-day ceremony and so allowing you to go deeper into your work. And today... I'm really excited to present one of my teacher, Luzia. And Luzia was born Jewish, raised a humanist, and practiced Buddhist meditation most of her life. She has participated in Native American ceremonies for 23 years and has been a follower of Mother Amici for 20 years. In 1987, she was enchanted by the Queen of the Forest and initiated into the Church of Santa Daime. She lived extensively in the Brazilian rainforest and studied, practiced herbal medicine, energetic healing, spirit work, mediumship, and sacraments practiced there. Hello, Luzia. How are you tonight? I'm fine. Hello, Renee. And today is the day of Santa Luzia. So happy day. Oh, how wonderful is that? (laughs) Uh, How perfect for our, 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 our call. Uh-huh. So um, one of the things I had asked before we got on to uh, this was uh, that you could share some of your experiences and your wisdom about, you know, rituals and practices that people can use during, you know, during the winter solstice and during this next, you know, period of our, um, you know, transition into winter and things that you you think that would be useful for people who are navigating these you know tumultuous winds of change. Mhm. Are you are you speaking about the the current times that we're that we're in, or speaking about personal more things more personally? Well, I think globally we're in some really challenging times, but I think that. People have started to find their way through this and say, okay, this is just tumultuous, but this is kind of the period that we're in. So, you know, but right now we're in the winter solstice gathering and how to really take our medicines and go deeper with ourselves, you know, to become stronger, um, stronger in our practices. Mm-hmm. So just thinking generally about, about, how to work with this time inward time, but at the same time uh, being conscious that there's a, a lot of upheaval in all over the globe and in our country, especially we're being bombarded on every front. So I think that you're talking about how how we stay centered and grounded in ourselves and uh, not get totally distracted by what's happening out there at the same time 
be completely conscious of what's happening and be uh, preparing ourselves. Something like that? Absolutely, because I know, you know, like even there's like crazy things going out in the, on in the world, but, you know, my own personal life, I'm really having a nice, nice things going on. So it's not one, one way or another. It's, it's a lot of different ways. And so, you know, maybe provide some tools and some guidance for people how they can be better prepared in their own life, no matter what winds are blowing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the very one, there's a whole progression of things which start with our own personal awareness and our own capacity to be grounded, to be practical to how we live on this earth and also to be centered in our own body, mind, spirit alignment. And so I think there has to be a consciousness about self-care, how um, how we protect ourselves, our own our own self-preservation, how we caretake ourselves so that we're prepared to for whatever it is that we need to be to be doing. So are we eating right? Are we sleeping? Do we exercise? Are we do we have a work a good work social balance? Do we have a spiritual life and a spiritual practice? I think all of those things how how we treat ourselves is the is the first um step. But that is a huge I think that's a whole huge step because it requires in a very fundamental way that we own ourselves, that we own our body, we own our existence, we own our place on this planet, we we're working toward the betterment of our ourself and our communities. And so there's a really vital question I think that sometimes gets forgotten, which is whether we've actually chosen to be here, like be in our bodies, be in this planet, be incarnate. So I think it's a very fundamental reflection for everyone to see if they've actually consciously made that choice to be here because if it isn't consciously made, then there's a tendency not to be fully present, and it's easy to be uh, distracted and lose sight of the bigger pictures. So there's, I think, that especially in this increasing technological era is becoming true, where people are are getting further disassociated. Right? They're not owning their proper bodies, caretaking him in the right way, nor even acknowledging a level of the of being incarnate and embodied. So that's I think a really good reflection because unless that's that step is present, the rest becomes harder to do. So is there a question or is there a method that you have that when you're working with people that you could share with people to even, I mean, you say, oh, do I even want to be in this body? Yeah, so, 
I How ask. We, is that the question? Or? Yeah, I ask people outright, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, to what extent do you own your your in, incarnation and your embodiment? Have you have you actually consciously chosen to be here? And I have people reflect on it. And it's a startling amount of people who have not chosen, which is why I asked the question, because a lot of people haven't ever reflected on it. And when they become ruthlessly honest with themselves, they realize they haven't decided. And there's a whole lot of reasons, good reasons, they haven't decided. (laughs) So that's a beautiful journey that we can go on to see what our resistance is. So and that so what oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So so I would ask myself like in a meditation, hey, did I really choose to come in here and, and did I choose to stay in here in two thousand and eighteen, nineteen when it's getting really shaky or what was I thinking? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but it's not it's probably not this year. Right, because if that choice hasn't been made, then that that embodiment probably hasn't been complete up until that moment. Interesting. And what would be signs of it that that you're not fully embodying yourself? What would being be ungrounded, living a lot in your head? Sometimes in a super emotionality, but it's more in your head. Sometimes in fantasy world. Sometimes all different things. Not being, not taking responsibility for yourself. Sometimes depressions. Forms, yeah, forms of, yeah, just checking out addictions for sure. So is it real? It's a really important moment when we decide to own that because then we can become aligned. We can have a body-mind-spirit alignment because if we're not embodied here, we're definitely aligned somewhere else, right? So it's just a matter of completing the process so we have our full alignment. And do you have some um, some techniques that people could try out to see mm. how they bring themselves more into a little bit of an alignment if they find out, hey, I'm a little bit off aligned here. I'm not, I, but I'm here, so I should probably get aligned here. Would you think? I don't think I don't think it's that conscious. I think people start reacting to their symptoms, like their addictions or their. Uh, incapacity to maintain a consistent job or have a successful relationship or problems with their children or chronic illnesses that are unexplained, those kinds of things. It's more the symptoms that bring people in. And then with people, you know, who think in those ways, there's a way to reflect that back so that it can begin to happen, so that people aren't just working with the symptoms, because the symptoms never, the symptoms just the symptom. You don't get to the root. But often that's the root. Is is not wanting to be embodied here or not ever 
really owning that you are embodied here. Exactly, which means then you have to take another whole other level of responsibility for yourself here on this planet. Not that, so, that's something I, I get that. Uh huh. It's a very so it's a very beautiful step that once that part is complete and that alignment is complete, then we have access to whole other parts of ourself, which are actually the parts that can help us go through these times because we have a full alignment. So we're present here in our body. We take care of ourselves, our bodies, right? If we're doing that, then we're, we're probably working with our emotional selves as well or maybe not to be looked at, and we have um, access, more access to our own cosmologies, our higher self, our guides and guardian angels who are actually the ones who help us move through these times, I think, certainly in my case. So having that alignment leads to a whole other healthier paradigm in which right you get to decide which side you're on and then how you're going to act in behalf of whatever it is that you're choosing to support so that you you move out of any feeling of any kind of disempowerment into feeling empowered not only over your own life but empowered to make a difference wherever it is that you choose Wow, that kind of almost sounds paradoxical that that it's only by owning the alignment of yourself in this body that you really truly have access to, you know, all of your other extrasensory perceptions. Exactly. And one of the biggest blocks that I've discovered in working with people that people don't want to own their bodies because they're afraid they're going to lose their spiritual connection. But in fact, it's just the opposite. Because if you can own your your own embodiment, then you can hone your your aparelu, your your body, your vessel to receive those energies in a whole different way. So not only do you not lose that connection, but you can make that connection useful here. So we have to, it's it's right. It's one of those mystical paradoxes. So we have to, that's, but that's part of it. Any right, spiritual lineage, spiritual practice we have, we get these tests where we have to take a leap of faith. Right, so it's faith that, that allows us to make that, that choice, I think, a lot. And one of the tools that I found, of course, most useful is in the plant spirit medicine allies because the plant spirit medicines show us that they show us that that there's no separation we understand that we're not separate that that uh ego and spirit are designed to work together yes and the, the interesting thing for me always with the plant medicine work was all is always about how it works internally with my own body like the places where i've stored the hurt and the resentment and the anger and the fear and that they're almost places that are lodged within 
Well, because the plant spirit medicines are spirits, right? And those spirits are intelligent. And so they they know, I mean, know in the most expansive the expansive sense of the word vibrationally where you're still dense and where you're still holding. And that's where they go to liberate those those contractions. So in liberating those contractions and opening it, then we have the capacity to expand. So that that spirit, that intelligence intersects with our own intelligence, our innate our, our innate wisdom and activates it and allows through the transmutation of our own denser matter to become lighter. And as we let go of all our contractions, not in our physical body, in our, in our thinking, our thought forms, the forms that those thought forms that limit us, limit our belief in ourself, as those become, you know, unraveled, then then the medicine is able to help us transmute and we ourselves get lighter. Our our matter becomes less dense and we can we have a higher level frequency and vibration. So the that plant that spirit medicine is is synchronistic with our being it 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 meets us and activates us in a really profound way right so that our intelligence becomes alive which is what allows us to continue in our own very um intense battle here on this plane because this planet is dense and without the for me without these allies without this place of refuge this place of comfort that these plant spirit medicines give us in addition to the strength and the intelligence they give us it would be very difficult to continue on in the missions so for me, I feel very grateful to have um, have these allies to to console me and give me strength and courage to keep going. Yeah. You know, I work with addiction in addiction treatment, and and so you're talking like people might say, well, that's what you know the heroin's doing, or that's what the alcohol's doing. But what's the difference between these vibrational frequencies of like spirits and alcohol and plants that are growing in the jungles that are waking people up. There's or, a totally different alignment because, well, natural alcohol is one thing, but processed alcohol is another, right? And so the, the alcohol is a depressant and it it creates a, a particular vibration in the body that's that's depressive so it's connected with a more more primitive elements in us so there's not i don't think that there's an intelligence in alcohol whereas a plant 
spirit medicines are a completely different lineage. Right? They they're bad. They are plants that the indigenous people have found to be in their own proper nature illuminated illuminated. So that when we drink the dime or we work with the the cannabis or we work with peyote or we work with the Nino Santos, those are com- their complete life forms, beings that are elevated, that have ascended, that have that that are connected with uh, lineages, that are benevolent, benevolent and intelligent. So we have a different relationship with them. And all of those medicines are done in ritual. All of those medicines come with sets of instructions about how to use them and the proper way of using them so that the 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 spirits, the plant spirits themselves are uh, present and active and feel welcomed in into the into the room so to speak so when you're working with the with those medicines you're calling in whole lineage of healing beings alcohol calls in lineages of beings who are unindoctrinated wow that's an interesting interesting thought with that so do you think that a lot of the when we're like really drinking too much over the holidays and things like that, it's because we're really not in alignment with our physical bodies because if we were in alignment, we wouldn't want to, you know, just let it go nilly-willy anywhere. And do you think that's what's happening with children right now with with this addiction crisis in the world? I think that's a very complex question because the the addiction crisis doesn't happen in a vacuum. I, it happens as a result of a deficiency in the society. So it's a it's a social crisis and a, a reflection of how of how the society. Um, and the communities are not taking care of the, their members and that there's probably gross inequalities that are leaving people feeling desperate. So I think that that's part of it. Plus, I think there's environmental factors that are a part of it. And I think it's a, a lack of... Um, a lack of of understanding about ourselves as multidimensional beings. So we become identified with our material self and the material self including our our the way we live, our productivity, all of that if it isn't going well and that's what we're connected to and identify with, then a desperation sets in. And so I think it's more related to that. I think it's more related to that. 
And I just would like to, so you've taken upon this project that you've really enjoyed working with for the last, I think it's four or five years now, where that you're really trying to initiate uh, adult, what do you, it's adult uh, women? Adult girls, uh, it's adult girls into women. And so that's an attempt to help people embody themselves and, you know, be in their power. Is that, what was your founding idea behind that? Absolutely. Because it's, it has to do, it, it's all of what we're talking about in terms of becoming embodied and owning ourselves as adults. So because we don't have initiation rights and because we don't um, honor the the life passages, we kind of pass through them in a in a glaze and our i think our society is pretty chronically late adolescence that most of there's there's not a level of growing of growing up so the initiation processes in 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 many many cultures are at adolescence to guarantee that the adolescence grow up, become adults, and can take their proper role in society. So it's, in fact, initiation is essential for the survival of the society because people have to, people have to grow up. In this society, we can kind of slide by without growing up, really. So the, the program was uh, exactly that for, for, Ladies who have felt the lack of that initiation, that lack of owning their own selves as adult women, to give them an opportunity to go through that process. So it's a year-long walk around the medicine wheel, and it's developmental. So we review ourselves we review our birth and our early infancy our adolescence our age of maturity and to whatever level of self-realization we've come to and then we have an initiation in the form of a vision quest and the walk total around it's all interdisciplinary so we intertwine movement and process work and uh, creative work um, and medicine work in each step so we can understand where we were arrested at each stage of development so that we come, when we come to our initiation, we can go as clear as possible. And the whole purpose of the initiation is to receive our spiritual alignment so we know who we are uh, in our body, mind, spirit. So we We've worked with our bodies. We've worked with our emotional peace. We've worked on our own spirituality. And when that alignment comes, then we can own our connection with spirit. And when we own our connection with creator, which is talking about creator in whatever whatever form we envision it, when we own our connection with Creator, we don't have to project it onto anybody else. So we 
know that we're, we have a place in the universe. We know that there's we have a divine connection. And that way we don't have to look for it in our partners and our children and our parents. No, we're contained that way. And so that is a level of full embodiment. Yes, and where we can own ourselves as adult women. I love that. And where would people find out more about this program and you? Um, where would they, they look for this? I have a website, Integrating Spirit, with a dash between integrating and spirit.com. And the website for the program is adultgirlsintowomen.com. And Love there's it. a link between my two between those two. Well, I really want to thank you for sharing your wisdom because um, I have a few uh, human teachers and I consider you to be one of my foremost teachers and I, I honor and respect you absolutely. So I wanted to include you in this I Am Winter Solstice Symposium. And she's not very technological, so this is a recording only, no visual here because she really walks her talk. Thank you, Renee, very much. And I hope that this whole this whole program is a huge success for you and Yeah, and that everyone who contributes and who listens to it receives something really good for themselves. Thank you. And everyone stay tuned. There's Still more to come at this Winter Solstice Symposium. And if you're not registered, you just caught this online somewhere, please go to the IamSymposium.com and get yourself registered for the updates and web links and all of that. So thank you and have a perfectly beautiful day. Thank you for joining us today and you're welcome to share this gift with your friends. Stay with us for the 12 days of the Yule. And if you feel called to go deeper, please join the group of committed fire tenders on the Wind Clan group page wall on Facebook. We look forward to being together with you on this online ceremony to celebrate and bring ritual back to the holy days.